All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back with episode eight of Zed Daily. Today, I have a fellow content creator and a fellow Zed run, a Zed head. How you doing, bot lady? Good. Very well. So I'm I'm very well this morning. Um, not as much of a sunny day here in Washington, but um, you know, no complaints. So I wanted to start it off by asking you, how did you find Zed Run? Um. Well, so some of you may or may not know Chris Moneymaker, the World Series of Poker champion, is my friend. And, um, you know, I kind of like, I like to watch what the winners are doing, you know. So basically, um, he was getting into it and I was like taking notice and I've been kind of like watching Zed since December, January, and I really regret not getting into it then because I just waited and watched but I ended up contacting Doofy and buying my first horse through him. And my second horse was directly through Chris. And after that, I was like hooked on the game, you know, um, it was just so beautiful. And I was like, okay, this is it. You know, this is how do I figure out everything? And I wanted to learn everything. And when I get into something, I really investigate it like deeply as I can, you know, because whatever information or data is available, it's like free information. If you're not using it, like you're at a huge disadvantage and especially like something like this, you know, and, and investing or, or where there's so much free data available, how they make the API available to everybody. And there's so many cool tools and whatnot. It just got me really into it right away. I just saw so much utility and in the NFT space, I've been watching the whole NFT space and, I don't get involved in a project unless I think it really has a long-term future. Everything I do, I like plan years ahead. So I thought this this game had a vision like that I could really get into. So that is why I I really got into it. Yeah. Were those first two horses that you got Genesis or bred horses? They were bred. Okay. At the time, I really couldn't afford a Genesis, like or didn't want to. I thought they were they were like overpriced. I mean, in my mind, I was like, it was still a risk. It's still a gamble, you know, on the game. And I personally would rather buy in volume than like one really good horse that may or may not be good. I'd rather get like 20 and like maybe one's good, maybe one's not, maybe I can breed a good one. And so my theory was to kind of get in on the floor and a, you have better chance to resale or in, you know, you're going to lose the minimum if you do lose because it can't go down that much more than like if, if you bought like a really, if I had bought a Z1 when I got into the game, I would have lost 50% of my, mm. yeah. And I didn't do that. Mm. That's why I'm still here because I took it kind of slow, like baby steps. You know, I didn't just go like in dive in the deep end, 20 feet deep right off the bat. So I kind of put my toe in the water um and started learning before i started buying okay i want to have a story behind every horse i want to have a reason that i bought that horse i didn't want to just buy a horse and like then it's like a 40 odd by the way back when i started you didn't have a limitation on stamina and you could see the odds in the channel in the discord if you knew how and so i figured that out day one and i was going in there and looking at the odds on the horses and like and I had figured that out like right away. So and a lot of people didn't know about that. I don't know why, but that was something that was really cool in the very beginning that um, 
for new players made it really easy to get into the game because like now people are like what is flames you know you have to play for a month to even figure that out like whereas new players back then was just like here's the odds on that horse like you know right away if what the value is right it made it easy so it kind of made me it made it easy to avoid really bad horses which is good i don't think i have too many terrible horses i have a lot of like average a lot of legendaries a lot of exclusives um i started out mainly in buterans because that's all i could like really want to afford at the time okay so for those first two horses those were kind of your test horses so you said you kind of my developed... first horse was actually let's see i can't remember if it was a zabo it might have been because doofy's like really into zabos mm -hmm. and i think i tried to get a good one from him sorry sorry what were you saying you're good so what was the, what was your thought process going into that third horse what what did you learn from those first two and what did you like think like okay this is gonna be my best shot so what did you go and find for that third horse i okay so the horse i bought from chris is chartreuse her name is i felt you and she's 40 odds and i learned that she'll never win a race <laughs> like no matter what i do she'll know so what i learned is to be selective when you're buying because i don't want to buy one donkey ever I might breed some, but I don't want to, I don't want to buy any. So I was like really f afraid after that to get a donkey. So, and I think a lot of new players feel that way. Some don't know the horse doesn't get better still, you know, but when you're buying a, I think a lot of players come into the game, new players, in my experience, they want an unnamed horse. They want to name the horse themselves. The, the thing that I don't think they're understanding is that the experienced players understand you can go on Haku and get race and breed data. Someone has put hundreds of dollars, if not thousands of and hours into that horse of data for free for you. And you can find one that's really good for the same price as that unnamed horse that you just care about the name. Now, if you really want to name your horse, get go get two good horses and breed one and name it. That's what I say to new players. Don't buy the the 40 odd horse. It's never going to win a race. You're going to hate this game and never want to play again. So for me, it, it, it was really, it like clicked with me. Like I want good breeding horses. So some of them aren't first place horses. Like the mother of Leroy Jenkins has never won a race. She's a second place horse. And that's okay. Some of my best female breeders are actually like never win a race. They get second place a lot. They get second place a lot. So it's really strange. Like you're like, what is a good horse? Well, it really depends what's your goal. Are you trying to breed or are you trying to race? Are you trying to breed good racers? Do you have a budget for breeding when you're getting into the game? You know, do you have a budget for racing? How much time do you have to learn all this stuff? Because I think the learning the breeding is probably a lot easier than learning the racing part the racing part takes a lot more time and experience than the racing. So and the racing also takes a bigger bankroll because now you're like up against horses that are really good. You don't know that. And you're putting in, you know, $2, $5, $10. Like if you're never winning, you, no one can afford to sustain that in anything. Yeah. So when you go and when you go and look on Haku, what is your qualifications of a good horse? How many races, what win percentage and what not even really genotype just what what win percentage and how many races 
Um, I like to get as much data as I can. So the more races on the horse, the easier it's going to be to tell if it's good or not. Usually if it has a lot of races and it's been on Haku for more than a day, it's not a good horse. So I usually look at horses because they're picked through by people like me all day. There's, you know, 20 other people doing that. So I look at horses that are under 24 hours old. I look for horses that have between one and 20 races. Um, right now I'm only buying exclusive Nakamoto females for the most part. I've picked up a few legendary Finny females, a few Zabo females as well, but all under Z9 or less. Um, and right now the market on Nakamoto's is completely insane. Um, I picked up exclusive females the last two weeks for around 0.05 or less, which if anyone doesn't know, that's like under breed price. And that's crazy. I, I, I don't know myself like what's going on, but for me, that's where it's at. So I, when I got into it two months ago, could not afford to buy these horses. And now there aren't that many more left. I, I go on every day. A couple weeks ago, there was like 10, 20 good ones. Now I go on, I can maybe see one a day pop up. So they aren't breeding anymore. People aren't making them. There's a shortage, if you would say, of good ones. Um, the floor is now maybe 0.07 on them, where it was like 0 0.04, 0 0.05 last week. Things change in one day on the, on the Haku. I go every morning and I go every night and I look. I calculate out what the breed price would be on the horse I'm buying. I see if it has good data. I look for like, I look for 11th, 12th, first and seconds on the, on the, they don't have to have a flame, but if they are flaming um, in a class one free race or they're flaming in paid races, that's a good indicator that they're going to be a good breeder. I think flames are a breeding indicator, not a racing indicator. It's a base stat indicator saying they're better than the other horses in that race. And most of the time I'm looking not for good racers. I'm trying to breed good racers. So I'm buying the horses that are flaming in those specific scenarios, class one free races and paid races to breed with for breeding stock. Now, if I can pick up a U horse, that's really lucky because there, I, like I said, I am not the only person on Haku doing this. There are other people. I saw a horse go in 15 seconds the other day. So this, ha I have bought a horse in 15 seconds. If you know what you're looking for, it doesn't take you that long to buy the horse. If you have the money and you know what you want, you're going to buy the right horse, right? So there are other people doing this, but you have to know what you're looking for. Like you asked me, flames really don't mean anything in a class four or under race, free, free. To me, that it just like, whatever, that's, any course can do that. If you're flaming in paid races, you're winning paid races, that's huge. I If you have a horse like that, don't sell it at the floor, people. It's worth more than that. Like, really, really. Like keep that horse or, or list it a little higher as you probably could get a little more for it. Um, I think a lot of people don't play the game enough to even know what they have sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. And 
and because they switched it up on us, right? Like with odds, it was easy to know if you had a winning horse. Now with flames, it's like I don't know if this horse is really good at getting third place, second place, or first. So it, it's hard to to tell. Flames, like I said, aren't a racing indicator. They're a breeding indicator. They're a base stat indicator. Comparing your horse to the other horses in that race. So if you're up against better horses, it's it means your base stats for breeding are even higher than the. So you're going to be able to breed winners out of those horses. Maybe that horse won't be your winner. So your thought process has to be like, how do I want to set up my stable? You know, um, kind of have like a plan. It may be wrong, but just try to have a plan. A bad plan is better than no plan. So why the Z4 exclusive? <laughs> why the Z4 exclusive mares? Well, you know, I'll go all the way down to like, like for Nakamoto, like a Z8 exclusive, but they just, um, I think they're going to produce really good horses. Like, you know, I have some Z2, Z3 legendary Nakamoto males. I'm putting them with and so you know we're just going to get really high z number elite racers out of them and i just think it'll produce winning horses and at affordable prices too you know like you can pick one up for around 500 dollars a bred elite right now so that's like i don't know i mean a few months ago, we would be having a different conversation on, on the numbers here. It would be completely different. It would, a horse like that, you would not be able to get at that price. So it's a good time to be a new player. Why do you think we're in a buyer's market right now? People have no idea what they're doing. You know, they go on, they buy the 40-odd horse, they, they hate the game and never play again. So they need to do something about that. Like, um, if, the, if a new player gets a donkey and they paid for it, wouldn't that piss you off? Like, and now you can't really resell it. That's an asset that you took a loss. And like, I wouldn't like that, you know? Um, the average person doesn't have a ton of extra money. You know, they have, maybe they can afford one horse a month and that's like their, their free entertainment. You take away the free races, then they have no free entertainment. What's the value in the thing they just bought? Yeah. Is there any? I mean, can you tell me, guys? Chat? It's rough. And especially when there's no Dez, Dez token to trade that horse in for. Because I'll look at this as, like, Madden and 2K. So, like, when you would build an ultimate team on these games, you could go buy a card off a marketplace, right? And spend whatever, however much that card costs. You could quick sell that card for, like, let's call it a Dez token. Now, you wouldn't get a lot, but you would get something for that. So, it would like you would still keep people in the ecosystem of the game. I, I think that's why it's just that you buy a horse, you race it, it loses. And now you try and go and sell it and nobody's going to buy it. And so you're just like, all right, whatever, I'm going to go to another project. So they need to keep people in the Zed ecosystem. Right. And so I hated stamina because I used to like be able to play all day and everybody else could too. And yes, we had huge winners, people making a lot of money, but I mean, it's always been like that in poker and that's what makes it great actually, because everyone's like, I want to be that guy. I have a chance to be that guy, you know, like I did not like the limitations they put on because now you're telling people do something else. No, you want them to play your game. That's crazy. That's the opposite of what you want. And what I loved your idea, I actually listened to you with, with ECS last 
the last one where you were explaining your Dez token ideas. Everybody go listen to that. He's not going to explain it again. Mm. And uh, basically, you know, just having a system like that for new players, I think would just be like make the difference for the game. Like they need to implement it as soon as possible. They need to talk to you because you're smarter than me about it for sure. You have great ideas when it comes to that. And I think whatever, if they implemented your system, like it would really save the game. It would be a huge part of saving the game. You know, like I think... When I say save the game, I think they will save the game. I think it's just going to take time to figure it out. We're still in beta. Look at all these other projects. I have faith or I wouldn't have 300 horses, right? Look at all these other projects. They can't get off the ground. Like, you know, we're programming. Like, that could last for 10 years. I don't know. At least they have a platform that's running, that's working. We can test. We're still in a beta environment. People need to realize beta is going to have tons of bugs. This is actually one of the least buggy betas I've ever experienced. So I think they have a vision. They need to implement it. They're hiring people to make sure that happens. Looks like they're on track for, you know, Q1 of 2022. They're kind of taking it slow right now. They don't want to grow the community too much because if they have a ton of new people come in and they aren't having a good first user experience, that will be bad, right? So we don't want to push a ton of new users into the system with advertising until we're ready to kind of onboard them and keep them in the game, right? So it's like we're in a weird kind of like spot right now in the community and everyone just be patient, just show some grace. You know, these people love the game. We love the game. Everyone that complains is because you love the game. You know what? Let's just Try to have fun in the meantime, be appreciative, realize you have a lot of privilege sitting here in your house from home, complaining from your computer on your internet with your air conditioning or your heating and your your waffle or your coffee. Like, come on, be productive, be, you know, do something that helps the community, bring new, you know, some good energy in. Like complaining does absolutely nothing to help the team or the community whatsoever. Like, yes, we need feedback, but be constructive, bring ideas, bring things that like will help build up what we're doing, not tear it down. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So how do you get from three to 300 horses? Cause that's quite a jump. <laughs> I mean, like I just budget myself. I send myself some money every month and um, I don't know, like I bought some Bitcoin and like, I just keep like buying some ETH and like some horses and I don't know, just breeding them a lot, breeding, breeding, breeding. So would you More say breeding? you have mostly bread or Genesis horses? <laughs> Uh, I have, I, I don't have that many Genesis. I have a little over 20 Genesis horses. They're all buterin. Um, I bought them all like maybe a month ago when the prices, when the floor went down and then I stopped and I started buying Nakamoto's. I stopped buying Genesis. I was going to buy a Finney Genesis. It was on the market for 0.47 it was beautiful Caribbean green I came back the next morning and it was some flipper had bought it and put it back up for like 0.7 and I was couldn't afford it anymore I was so annoyed it was going to be my first Finney Genesis mail I kind of put myself on a budget you know I don't want to over buy anything so I can resell it if I need to um and so I didn't end up buying it I was kind of annoyed like that the person that bought it didn't really want the horse you know mm. <laughs> yeah so well you know can you blame him it was a good it was a really good horse so yeah. anyway um i know there's other people doing what i'm doing because i see it all day long i see it all day long you know them raising the floor up so um i've just been really focused in i bought a bunch of legendary 
um, Nakamoto's in October, I bought two super coats. One a Z2 named Boba Fett, who is an aqua, Sir Aquamarine super coat, which means two Z1s of the same color created him. Super rare. I think he is the only like Z2 colored super coat, like his like 5,000. And then I picked up, a, like that's his number is like 5,000. And then I picked up another one named um, Super. That's her name. And she's actually a jack jack horse. I did not know that when I bought it, but um, she came out of his stable and I picked her up and she is a Z3 legendary super coat as well. So I picked up two legendary Nakamoto super coats, which like is crazy. I mean, I have, I have like, they, they're, they're so rare. They're so rare, you guys. So um, I, I just bred a horse between them and that horse is like a, a rare Z5 Philly elite. She's a, she's a Royal blue. That's a rare coat. Okay. I, I'm super excited about that. So I'm starting to breed like, that's like where I'm putting my effort right now because I believe in the long term for my stable breeding these um, buterins Genesis is not going to bring me the most value as much as like, uh, so this month, actually, my plan was I bred all of my Zabo females with all of my Z10 finnies, Z10 legendary finnies, because I bought 42 horses from Jack. I don't know if you know that in a deal. Damn. Half of them were like <laughs> Z10 finny, like legendary males. So I bred most of them with my Zabo females and and my finny female so i have a bunch of like zabo finny like weird science experiments some of them have like nakamoto blood um i'm just trying to breed as high as e level horses i can i actually won a horse yesterday against a dan chan blood tool horse and a jack horse so i mean like i i you know i'm over here like just a girl on it on a dream trying to compete with the big boys and you know i don't know what the heck i'm doing but Listen, I have a bad plan, but it's still a bad plan, right? So yeah, bad plans can chance. still get lucky. Yeah, taking <laughs> on stream. And Jack, I won a horse mm -hmm. named Candy Jack. He sent me a legendary Z15 female. So you guys, you know, if you don't take risks, you can't win, right? So I mean, you gotta like be able to. I actually have a horse right now. I didn't even think would win. Ace on the river, who's like, I I don't even have to race her anymore, and I'll probably get money from the zombie tournament. She had a great. Mm -hmm run yesterday so i think that it's slow sometimes like this game is kind of slow you can only breed once a month you can only race once a day but it's good for people that are patient poker is a patient game too so you kind of have to have a long vision of like what you're doing don't just jump head first and take if you're new to the community hi if you're new to the community take two weeks and watch some videos there's some great community members like evergreen here putting out content xyz uh, MJ, the, the Zed News Network, go go watch everything for two weeks, then go buy a horse or get with me and I will help you get what you need. Because like, seriously, I don't want new people coming in and, and buying the donkey and just hating the game. Like, it's just, you know, you're spending your hard earned money on something. I want you to love your horse. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, whatever that means for that person. Like, I want them to stay. I want them to be my friend. I don't want them to like hate this game and like never want to play it again. You know, I want them to like be come in and be like, oh, they care about me here. You know? Yeah. Not financial advice, but come in, do your research. Don't never. just go and buy never a, financial advice. <laughs> exactly. Don't just go and buy a horse off the floor because it's the cheapest one because honestly, or you want to name it. <laughs> exactly. It's not going to be the best horse. And there's some big boys that are playing this game with real money. So 
if you try and come in with like a hundred bucks and come and compete with the best of the best, it's you're not gonna have the best odds with that kind of horse. So do your research, come up with your own theories of whatever you think is gonna be your best horse, and take your shot from there. But just recognize that there's some people with some real money in this game, like real money. Is my stable profitable? No, but I mean, like I I basically bought all my assets to hold, so. You know, I'm slowly starting to sell some. I actually sold a Z6 Nakamoto Elite mail yesterday for 0.99 unnamed, um, which I thought was a great deal for me. It actually was profitable for me. So, I mean, overall, is my stable profitable right now? Absolutely not. Did I take a huge loss because I bought a huge Z1? Absolutely not. So I'm somewhere like in the middle. But my 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 goal is long term. So I'm giving away horses. I'm trying to give away one horse a week to new. Like I've I've given away five horses to people that didn't have a horse to get them into the. You know I'm like my goal is every week to get a new player in the game, and you know I have maybe a thousand new followers just this week interested in Zed. Wow. I have yeah. So it's like my Twitter's going completely insane. I have three thousand alerts a day about it. I everyone's excited so i don't want to give people the wrong information like if you're watching this um take it slow okay i know you're excited take it slow <laughs> like you know um i don't want you to buy a horse you hate so like be careful just because you want to name your horse like realize there's a lot of horses that will just never get better so you're going to name that horse something you love and then you're going to hate the thing <laughs> I'm so scared for them. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I care about you guys, you know? I want you to have a good experience. Like it's an amazing rush for about a good hour. You get the you name the horse, you look at it, you throw it in a griffy. If you don't win that griffy, it's not it's not fun anymore. It's really <laughs> Yeah, not. exactly. Winning is fun. That's why I try to tell people, like, yeah, it's fun having a horse you like you like it, the way it looks. Who cares? Like I have pocket aces and the and the board is like some terrible thing. I'm gonna fold my aces. Don't be afraid to like say, you know, this horse isn't great, sell it and buy a different horse. Like it's okay. It's okay. So, <laughs> it's like <laughs> What do you wanna see as a stable with three hundred horses? Are you able to race all of these horses? And no. do you wanna see like an Axie Infinity type thing to where other people yes. can come on and race your horses? Yes. Yes, I absolutely don't do not have enough time to do it all myself. Um, I just try to like figure out what are the best 10, 20 horses I have in each stable because I have two and race those. So, you know, I have friends that help me like look at my stable. Like, what do you think? Which one's the best? I tested out when the free races came around. I have a spreadsheet and I literally sat there entering in what distance do they like. What's their win percent? Have they won a race yet? And I actually went on the free races and I made sure every single horse won a race. I raced them until everyone won. Everyone had to win a race. I was like, you're winning a freaking race. You're gonna win this race. And so like, it was so funny because like, you asked my husband, he's sitting over there, he's like, oh my God. So it was like, I had one horse, it was like 30 races. It got like second place, like 12 times. I was so angry. I was like, you're gonna win a race. Cause you don't get a win percent until they do. And so basically I, out of that stable, which is my male stable during that free week, I was able to get 80 to 90% of, of the males with a win rate. And I was really happy with that. Like, that's pretty good. When I first started, I had horses that could never win a race ever, like no matter what you did. So 
I mean, yeah, free races are free races, but it did give me a lot of data on my stable. It gave me more information on who I wanted to breed with who. And overall, I love the free races. I personally would love to see free race weekends with no stamina. So like, like just open it up, like Friday through Sunday, no stamina, like all free races and just like let the floodgates open because I want the data on my horses. Like I can't get enough data. Like I have, I can't, I don't have enough time to click that much. It, and I get race anxiety. I don't get the gate I want. Like I start sweating. I get stressed out. Like I can't handle it. I, I just, I'm like, what the, heck? I do not like that. So I'm like, I need the data, but I, it's like hard for me to get it. So please make it easier for a big stable. Like it's hard to like get that information because I don't have the time to with the way the system is. So I'd love to see like Friday through Sunday on the tournament weeks, instead of it being two weeks long, just make it a weekend, get rid of stamina, like tons of free races. And I think we could have like a million races. I'd get like, I'd be able to get data on all the horses I have. My biggest problem is lack of data really, to be honest. Right. Because you don't want to burn that money trying to figure out where that horse is good at. It was nice that those were free races. We could figure out, oh, okay, our horse has a good chance at being good at this distance. Now, it doesn't mean that that's going to correlate to paid races, but you know that, oh, okay, this horse looks like a marathon horse. I'm going to plug him into longer distance races in paid. Yeah. And so I have a whole spreadsheet where I manually entered in what distance they like. So I'm not putting, I didn't want, my biggest fear was to fuck their data up. What I mean by that, when I go to resell my horse, I don't want it to have two. I saw this yesterday. I almost cried. I bought the horse anyway, because it's a good horse, but the person destroyed it. It is a 2200 horse and the person raced it in 200, 1400 free races. And that horse will never look good on paper, but it's going to be a great breeder. But literally I, I was, I was so sad because they they just didn't care at all and so like i got a deal on the thing because of it but uh, my fear with the free races was that i have so many horses i wouldn't remember which one they're good at because i i you know i only remember so many things at once so i <laughs> i was like okay you know so i was like marking off which ones i wanted to race and what what they're good at well i could only do 100 horses a week i could only get maybe five or ten races on each of those so I have 300, like I need apparently a month of free races to get the data I need. And that's just the base data. That's not even like, I would like a hundred free races on each horse. That's gonna take me a year apparently, Zed. Can we do something about that? What's a big stable supposed to do? I don't have the time to sit all day and all night entering races with my spreadsheet. Like I might go crazy. So yeah, there needs to be something where it makes racing easier and more fun for everyone, not just new stables, but also like the bigger stables that want data, you know, how are we supposed to breed when we don't have the information on the horses we're making? And, you know, if someone like me wants to make a hundred horses this month, I could, but what am I supposed to do with them? Just sell them all you, you, you? Maybe, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> Is that what Zeb wants me to do? Right. <laughs> like, it's, you tell me Zeb, it's your game. Like how, you know, so it, yeah, as, a, as for me, I'm not really sure exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. So I like to have a plan that works for everybody, uh, the big stables and the smaller stables, because the big stables can help the new players, if, but we need information too on our, on our stable so we can make better horses.
right? Right. Yeah. And the bigger stables are going to have the more numbers and they're going to do the more tests. So once they figure out like, oh, maybe a Z4 exclusive and a Z10. It's not cheap to test. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Help us out a little here. (laughs) You know, you're talking like, here's four hundred dollars. Right. Like or whatever Mm -hmm. that cost you. So let the uh, let the bigger stables kind of go out, find the landmines and then all the smaller guys can follow behind them so they don't get blown up. Um, so you're doing raffles. Do you want to go into that a little bit? Sure. Thank you for asking. Um, so I've been doing raffles on my stream for years <laughs> and it's always been for my Twitch subs. So I decided to like scale it into the NFT world. Um, I have a friend that's an artist and I was like, Hey, how do you set all this up? And he kind of gave me like some help a little help getting it started and i kind of took off from there like i've been making gifts myself for my stream for a while now so like making the art itself came kind of naturally i have fun with it i do it all myself and then um that part was just like really honestly i don't want to say easy because i don't think it'd be easy for a new person to just go make a gift but for me it was and probably because I've been doing it for so long. (laughs) And then I just, you know, I had to write out all that stuff like about the raffles, you know, the one we have right now is for my my very dear friend, Trisha. She has stage four cancer. She's at in-home hospice care with nurses and medicine. They're very expensive. I decided I wanted to do something for her. It's her birthday tomorrow. So I put together a four pack one. the, The male is a super coat fiery rose they're all for the same color they're all exclusive there are three females that come with him and so it's a it's, i call I'm calling it a starter pack so if you buy this you get for 9.99 you can get a ticket you could get four horses for 9.99 so the whole idea and like everyone that's one one it was like their first horse so i was like well i gotta do something that is like you know for new people what like what would i want if i was a new stable i know what the hell i'm doing So I put together this idea like, and I might do more like this, where it's one male and three females, all the same colors to give the person a chance to breed super coats every month if they want to. And um, if you don't know, they have to be exactly the same color to do that. So I'm I'm giving them that chance already. And they're all exclusives, which mean they will breed all elites, which is really good for them. So um, there was a lot of thought put into like the horses themselves um the horse the male horse is named the cajun stud and her name is the cajun is cajun lady and the, the charity raffle is for her i'm donating a hundred percent of the funds to her directly and it, i'm selling a hundred tickets max so i think we've sold we sold over 10 overnight so if you guys want some they're still available and then i will be doing one free raffle a week so i'm going to give one free horse away every single week I have one that just sold out. I gave away a hundred free tickets. Like it takes me like a couple hours to put together the actual giveaway. I have to manually go in, verify each owner. It's a lot of time. So instead of live streaming, I'm doing this work on the back end, And then I, on YouTube, I'm uploading like the winners that I'm making content, like recorded content videos. If I'm live, I will draw them while I'm live. I have a two hour stream from last Friday. I did where I gave away merch. I gave away a horse and I did all of it live. So you can see, I have a very long history of doing it live. I've given away over $35,000 in three years and I plan to keep doing it. So. What I would like to say, if you want to win a horse, uh, stick to my Twitter. That's where I put everything. Put your alerts on. Um, 
and I'm going to give one free horse away every week, but it, you're going to have to follow the directions. People that don't follow directions won't get the free ticket. So please read the tweet. Okay. <laughs> and then, you know, I love people that read people that read. I love you because I spend a long time writing things out because I want to give you information. So read everything I put out there. It's th I put a lot of thought into it. And then on top of it, um, I'm going to do some discount raffles. So like $1 to, for the ticket. Um, and then I may do start doing some higher end raffles too for some more expensive horses. But I think that'll be like mixed in maybe once a month. Like that's not going to be the main thing I'm doing is really trying to get new people into the community. Okay. So if someone wanted to go buy uh, one of that, the Supercoat package raffle tickets, where would they go and do that at? Um, on OpenSea. Okay. And it's an NFT. What's the account? Um, it's open, O-P-E-N-C-S-E-A dot I-O forward slash collection forward slash bot lady. Awesome. And you said it was $10 for one ticket? It's well, it was nine ninety nine when I listed. It's nine ninety seven right now. It's point oh oh two one ETH. It looks like there's eighty five left. Awesome. So guys, if you want a super coat, that's awesome because you yeah you're giving people the chance to go and breed a bunch of super coats. I mean, really continuously. So elites, elite super coats. So and the father is a super coat already. Just so you know, um, the the male and it's very hard to get a super coat. Um, I bred three in a row in October, which is completely insane. Um, I bred a total of seven in October. I gave away a super coat this month, and I did, my first raffle was for a super coat. I will probably do more. Um, I have like so many more super coats. I have, think I have, I don't even know, 30 or 40 in the stable right now. So we're going to, my goal is not just to breed super coats, it's to breed good super coats. <laughs> like, I don't, you know, like, so when I go to buy horses, you have to be really thoughtful. Like, that's kind of what I want to teach the new people is, you know, how do you add value? How do you add value? So um, what by buying this 999 ticket, you could get four horses, one male, three females, and one of the females is ready to breed right now. The male's ready to be right now. So if they wanted to, they could, and I think the cover on the male is 100 He's a legend. No, he's a, he's an exclusive buterin. So it's like one of the lower breed costs. So for a starting stable, it's going to be the cheapest way to like start your your stable out. And I'm probably going to do more starter packs like this in the future where all the females are the same color as the male to kind of just give people like make it easy. I like easy. So if I I'm thinking like on my end, what can I do to make it better, you know, for the new people? And this is this is they're all raced lightly. They all have like 20 or less races. You can go see the data on the horses. The male is probably the worst of the four. The three females look like they're all right. They could be good racers. The whole point is to breed good racers. Think about it like that, you know, like if you even get one or two, that's like going to win a little out of those four, you're doing good. Right. And it doesn't have to be a good racer. I mean, you could just sell super coats unraced every month for whatever and once the market starts to respect the super coats then you'll be in the profit but i wanted to ask you why i you seem a little big on super coats so why super coats and what do you want to see as their future utility 
So why super coats? Because they're super rare. I mean, there's data on this. There's never been a honeydew born. There's like one big old dipper ruby and out of 150,000 horses, if you have something rare, people are going to want it. If they ever add an animation, like, you know, to it whatsoever, if it shines, glitters, a rainbow, whatever comes out of that horse on the track itself, if they ever add like a skin to it, it will be worth more money. And it's one of the most undervalued things because people don't understand how it works. When I first joined the game, it took me a month to even understand what a super coat was. I didn't even, I was like, what, is it a rare coat? No, it does not have anything to do with the color of the coat. And a Genesis cannot be a super coat. And everyone is so focused on Genesis, they forget. Well, if you breed two horses of the same color together, you can get a super coat, but it's not a guarantee. It is a rare drop. So what it means is you have two parents exactly the same color. Well, there's, I don't know how many different colors, a lot. So it is kind of hard to do. So you have to have intention there from the breeder that they're trying for this. And then they get the rare spawn. I don't know if it's one in 10, one in a hundred. I'm really not sure at this point. It seems like it's a coin flip to me, but I, I don't know. So, uh, you get let's say you get the super coat now you have it says sc or super next to the name uh you probably don't have any in your stable if you didn't know what it was because i didn't until i i started looking for them and trying to breed them um so it has nothing to do with the color itself it is literally has to come from two parents identical color rare spawn called a super coat and we don't know right now it might make them run faster it might not it might add stats or data to it we don't understand what the programmers did you know, there's some theory about that. I don't know. So I hope that they didn't program it for no reason. We're still in beta. Who knows when we go out of beta, if there will be some kind of animation. So for me, it's like, why not try to add value to the stable if you can? Now, I'm not going to do breeds that don't make economical sense. But if you can do both, why not? Why not try to do both? That's my thought process behind it. Right. And even beyond just the color, you never know. They might have like an all super coat tournament in the future. And then sure. everybody's going to be trying to breed supercoats. The The price of the supercoats is going to go insane at that time. So we never know what they could do with the supercoats in the future. It's an unknown and untalked about and really undiscovered utility that could potentially have future value that's unknown. I like that. <laughs> like, I played Magic and foil cards were ridiculous. So, I, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to get like, cornered out of the supermarket at if they do add something and now like I didn't think about it and I had the time to plan for it and I didn't try are you breeding that... are you breeding right now with the breeding minimums yeah do you feel that they're too high in the Nakamoto bloodline or are you just fine with that I think they're perfect honestly I think they're too high for every other bloodline um but I'm kind of glad they are because we have way too many bad horses in the market. <laughs> so it makes people think like, hey, do I really want to do this? You know, and maybe they aren't going to make as many bad horses because of it. So if anything, raise the price. Oh, they're going to hate me. <laughs> oh, they're going to hate me. Oh, but less no. supply coming onto the market at that point, right? I mean, it makes the horses that we have worth more and they're, you know, we really don't want them to be worth less, do we? no <laughs> yeah so i don't think they can't really lower it i really think that's dangerous so 
keeping it where it's at and just figuring out how to make the game better is probably the best bet and being patient with that you know wait till january and let's see what they do when they take this game out of beta you know we're in beta patience is really important in beta so go with the flow they're gonna change things you know be patient don't have like crazy expectations of things that change overnight they probably won't <laughs> whenever they do new stuff it's cool like i can't like this netflix thing is huge you guys this i mean we're not even talking this netflix thing is huge like I'm kind of scared. Like, I don't think we're ready for that many new people. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. Like, hold on. I feel like it's, we're driving the speedboat with the blindfold on. So what do you think we're going to see from that race? Do you think Netflix comes out and they say, hey, we want to see these horses in this race? Or do you want to, or do you think it's just a high buy-in? And I have no idea. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm just here for the show. Yeah. <laughs> I think it'll bring in new players. That's the whole goal. And uh, I'm that's what I'm scared of because like, are we ready for new players? You know, are we ready to scale? Like it's, that's the, that's such a scary question. Uh, we, we need a really good onboarding process. The, the company itself isn't doing it very well. The community needs to step up. I see a lot of people out there complaining that, that the developers need to make the game better. I'm going to challenge you right now. If you're listening and you're a community member, you need to make it better. Don't complain. Help onboard the new people too. Write up blogs that help them. Do stuff that helps them. Create things that help them because we can do that. We don't have to wait around for the company to do it for us. If you care about the game and you're invested in the game and you have horses in the game and you wanna see the new people happy, help do that like we can we have the power to do that look at what evergreen has done with this show period it has helped so can i'm going to continue to support and watch you and other content creators because that's really i think where it's at yeah we're all going to push the game further i mean everybody's playing their role everybody's doing and trying not to step on each other's toes and then we'll all get to the destination where we're trying to go i mean here we're going to step on each other's toes we're all competition you got to treat your competition with respect. You got to treat your competition good because at the end of the day, it's like we're, we all have the same goal, you know? So it's like, yes, are we competition on the track? Yeah, but leave it there, you know? <laughs> it's like poker players too, you know? You play your hand, you know? There's no friends on the, on the table, but like leave it on the track. Leave the beef on the track, you know? Let the horse speak for itself, like don't bring don't let that run spill over into the community when so say club. what there's a reason it's called the owner's club the owner's club yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's reserved so yeah. um uh if you're like if you're coming into zed today how much would you feel comfortable spending and then with that budget whatever you feel comfortable with what would you go get on the with the current market at what it's at right now i have no idea me or somebody else i mean like you, like so say you find zed today who i just, mean who you just our, me okay, yeah me. like you're just like <laughs> like you found you found zed run right like yeah, let's yeah. just say you found it and how much would you feel comfortable spending and then what would you go get with that budget you do all your research, you know all about Zed Run, you know the bloodlines. Okay, you're like, all right, I have X amount of budget. Now I'm going to go get what? Give me a number. Let's go 
See, I, I say I know I say half an ETH, but I feel like that's still a lot. So let's say, uh, fuck it, half an ETH. Let's say you have half an ETH. What are you gonna go mm. get? I get uh, I get a legendary Nakamoto and some exclusive Nakamoto females. Even if you can't breed them, or or afford to. <laughs> Would you buy them race? Yeah, because uh, unraced, I think uh, they're a not enough data, and they're they're gonna be more expensive unraced. Uh, yeah, I would get I. But here's the thing: go watch MJ. Go watch you know people that are helping you with the data, so you understand how to look at it, how to how to figure out if the horse is good or not. You have to look at the race times. You have to look at the speeds. You have to look at the fire. You have to look at you know, some of them even have odds still, which is crazy. But if they raced back when there were odds, that's still up on Haku. Um, you know, there's maybe 10 different tools you could bring up and analyze the horses. I don't want to overwhelm you, but it's there if you want it. Um, so basically, take the time to figure out what you're looking for in the first place. So when you see it, you know what you have confidence in your buy. For me, personally, I have to have a reason to buy every horse that way when I go to sell it, I can explain to the person why they should buy it. There should be a story. If you don't have that, don't get it. You know, if you're not sure, don't get it. Like, uh, wait till something pops up that really speaks to you. That's that's like in I see on the floor sitting the same 30 horses every day and when a new one comes it's very apparent to me so it's like probably if you go look at the floor right now if anything's missing there more than one day it's i have actually seen some people relisting the same horse every hour on the hour every day all day till it sells so that it's up there less than an hour mm, i didn't think of that Oh, I've seen it. I've seen it. I can tell you the names of them. They're all donkeys, but these people keep, they figured out that people like me don't look at horses older than a day. So they keep relisting it, trying to trick people like, Hey, buy my horse. Like I really want to sell it. It will lower the price then, <laughs> you know, I don't know what to tell you. You don't just keep relisting it every hour. So yeah, you know, watch the market before you just jump in. That's what I would say. Figure out what you want before you buy it. Cause then you may not be able to resell the horse. So my last two questions for you. Number one, how do you feel about the current class system? Oh, what a, what a loaded question. Evergreen. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is probably even more of a debatable topic than breeding, isn't it? Let's um, get into it. Well, it could be better. You know, I would debate that with a U-shaped horse, having class system really is silly because you have a horse with a 20% win rate in class five, literally just taking money. <laughs> and you're like, well, it only wins 20% of the time. Well, you only need to win 10% of the time to be profitable. So I personally believe they should put the horses either based on win rate in classes based on win rate or like get rid of the point system completely and go to no classes but right now the monsters can race all day the stamina isn't affecting them so maybe instead of it being per race it's per win you lose stamina and get rid of the classes altogether completely 
because I'll... limiting the amount of racist people during the volume isn't good for Zed or the community whatsoever. And it's limiting the data. It's limiting how much time people are playing on it. And I would like to be able to just queue in the distance I want to run. Um, I would queue in all 300 horses. I'm sure other big stables would do the same thing and, and be able to walk away and come watch them later in the day. And I'll be getting a ton more data. The volume alone, let's say, you know, we have 150,000 horses. I don't know how many are racing every day, but let's just say we increase that by a thousand percent. I mean, the amount of data you're getting in the, and just the amount of horses in the race, you aren't going to be up against the top 1% every time, you know, you will have a chance to win. It'll make it more fun for the new players. Queuing into a random match. I don't like stack nakas. It's like bum hunting to me, which in poker they don't let you do, which is try to sit down with a player that's worse than you to take their money. Well, the I think that Zed needs to do something about that to protect people. We should be queuing into a random race where it's random horses, not you're not selecting the gate. I <clears throat> I think that's a huge problem. Um, they need to fix that immediately. That might be the biggest problem of all because I know that people target races, they can win. Well, of course they do. Zed lets us, it's their fault, not the player. So they need to fix it. They need to protect the new players from players that are targeting them because of the way it's set up. So it, in the long run, it's not sustainable, period. The volume needs to be increased. When I first started playing, you could sit around and play all day and people love that. People had a bankroll to even like, you know, they didn't care if they if they didn't win every race, but they had a bankroll to race. And now people just they just get so frustrated with the stamina system. They don't want to race at all. So uh, stamina was intended to fix it. And now they just have two broken systems because the stamina is only making the worst horses worse. And the, it's really not affecting the good horses enough. And the class system doesn't work at all because of the u-shaped horses with 20 percent win rate in class five and a lot of horses are stuck in class one two or three that could never win a race in that class they can't d-class like a u-shaped horse you know so the the their owners literally can't race them they're just stuck sitting there waiting for who knows what i don't know what the what they're waiting for if they don't have a u-shaped horse i don't know what they're waiting for because literally those are the only horses that can make money right now and so Zed needs to do something where all horses have a chance to win a race every day. If they randomized it better, I think that could happen. And even like the worst donkey could have a good day. Yeah. That, that's what I'd like to see. I'll do a little bit of devil's advocate. Ab sure. Advocate I love that. that. <laughs> I, I like stack nags for horses that are in my class because it'll show me like, okay, at this distance, uh, Phantom Pacer is really good at 1800 meters has pulled like way better speed than my horse at this distance but i agree with you on like bum hunting and going down class like like come on like why are why are we going down to class five to beat up on all the there new there is guys? no classes it has been happening since day one right i think yeah but i agree with you that we should have no classes but i don't like how especially if you have like a synthetic you i mean it's part of the game so people are gonna do it but I mean, if you're a new guy coming in and then you got like one of the best horses in the game in class five, it's kind of like, what are we, what are we doing here? If I can't compete in class five, I'm definitely not going to be able to compete in class one. Yeah. But I, I do like the stack knacks because it, it does have to be like a uh, somewhat of a game of 
skill and research and strategy. So I, I do like that, but I also do like the um, the queuing up system because as a content creator, like you know, it's probably hard. It's well, it, it is hard to stream Zed Run because you have to wait for the gate to fill. You got to do all this stuff. So if you don't had... know when I first started, <laughs> you had to wait four hours. Mm -hmm. I had to plan my race when I first started streaming Zed. You guys, four hours before I was going to go live, I would get in my streams. I would get in my races to show you guys a live race. I had to plan it and it not only for, but I would, I would sit there and have to, every 20 minutes I'd have to get in. So they would be <laughs> spaced out, you know, like for the stream. Cause you don't want them like, right. You know, back to back. So you'd have to sit there for, it was a lot. So honestly, no, it's not hard anymore. Like we take it for granted. It's really not that bad. So, you know, I can waste five minutes easily. So except no. in class one in class one, the, the, the oh, volume is terrible. Well, I really don't have any class one horses, so that's not a problem for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's bad up here. It's bad. Most of my horses are like class three, class four. Uh, yeah, I like class three and four. Like it, it's fun. You know, I win races and. I, I can declass if I need to. I really try to buy U only U-shaped horses. Like I really look for them, and I'll wait if there's nothing. Like I'll I don't just buy anything, you know. So when when we say U-shaped, do you mean like the synthetic U to where that this horse can drop at this distance and it can win at this distance instead yeah. of just a natural U to where it's gonna do whatever it wants at whatever exactly. distance? I don't have that many good mid-distance horses maybe five and the reason is they're so unpredictable like they just do whatever they want and i hate it they're really good horses they're strong horses but it's brutal on mm -hmm. your wallet you know <laughs> like <laughs> it's like they just do whatever they want like okay <laughs> yeah i don't like that I, I i would much rather have a horse that's like predictable yeah yeah because you can control it i mean especially yeah. with the class system if i know like okay get a big win in this race get myself back down to class four and i'll just stay here keep running that same pattern i mean it's just if you like money yeah it's it's cake at that time and if somebody's coming into the game like me when i came into the game i have a u-shaped horse and i'm like i want to go to class one so i i yeah. take my class i take my horse to class one and then i realize like oh arbitrage isn't in class yeah. one this guy's not oh ready set boom yeah you're like none <laughs> of these guys want to be in class last... one he was in a hundred dollar race last night i watched it live and like that's why that horse was in the finals like it was 10 links ahead of everybody else in class one in a hundred dollar race so yeah i mean do i want to be in class one yeah i want a class one horse can i afford a class one horse that can win in class one not yet <laughs> you gotta buy a UUU. Maybe I can breed one. Step no. up, step up to the plate, buy the UUU, and just take. I'm a hoping. Swing. I'm hoping like I can breed one. You know, I'm, you never know. I could get lucky. So when you breed, you said you go and look at the the ancestry. Are you are you using like Zed Run tools to go and do that research? What websites are you using? I use Zed Run tools a ton when I first started, but I don't anymore. I really just. I like know all my horses pretty well. And I, they, some of them have breeding partners already. I know that sounds weird, <laughs> but like, I just know what, like which ones go with which ones. And I kind of try to intentionally, like, I mean, I spend hours like just looking at them. So I know like, 
okay, this one's going to be ready in 12 days and this one's going to be ready in 17. And, I, you know, I've actually had a breeds lined up where it's like I had one minute where their timers were like, I was like, is it going to go off? You know, like when one was ending and one was like beginning. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. And it worked. And I was like, so, I was like, oh my God, like clicking. I was like, oh, what's that? Like, it worked. I was like, oh my God. But yeah, so, so I will actually like wait until a certain pair like lines up. And then I also try to like budget for that. So I like, okay, I need this much this month to do that. And so then I'm like, okay. And then how much do I have to have for like, how much am I going to sell for buying new horses too? Because the market's like literally every day, it's like, you just don't know what it's going to do. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of work just to watch it. And then, so how are you going to like do all that and race? <laughs> I, this is my hobby. Did I mention that? <laughs> might become a full-time job here soon i mean we'll see impossible we'll, i mean you know i'd like to sell some so <laughs> give some away i think once they implement like an axie infinity type thing i think you'll be just printing you'll just have all your horses we'll just see bot later on the track every day and uh hopefully you're printing but what other nft projects are you interested in right now um i have some i have some other ones i mean i don't want to talk about them because none of them are, are really running yet like i look at all the different games you know there's some games that are really interesting to me um there's some art projects that are really interesting to me but as far as utility goes this is it i'm 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 pretty loyal i don't have time you know i have limited time i have three little kids a family um, I stream full time, a full time content creator for three years, guys, like not a lot of downtime. So I'm not really trying to get a, a side project. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you stumbled into Zed. You're like, God damn it. Got another one. I mean, I, you know, I'd rather buy, I'd rather buy another Zed horse than a, get in, into a different project because I don't want to educate myself on something else it takes a ton of time, you know? So I kind of just, listen, I wish I'd gotten to Zed sooner. It took me six months. It was three months too long. And it's like, to me, um, I looked at all the NFT projects before I bought into this one. I made sure this is the one that I thought had the longevity that was going to be here in a couple years from now. They already have the platform running. They already have the investment. They already ha are hiring the management team. They, their white paper is good. You know, every the game is beautiful. It looks so good on Twitch. I see the vision. I'm there. Like I, I don't. There is no other project. At least not on the caliber of Zed, right? Because I mean, give it not a, even close. Give it a few years. We're all like the Mark Cubans of digital horse racing. We all have our own business. We run a like, he is an investor in Zed, by the way. Yeah, and in Matic. Yeah. I think he owns Matic or something right. like that. Yeah. So, I don't think he'll let it fail. That's kind of, uh, hey, Mark, I'm holding you accountable. <laughs> that was a big part for me, too, like, because I know he doesn't like to lose. So, you know, this I'm, I want to be on the winning team, don't you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. ex especially if you have the Genesis horses, I think uh, the factory, they said it like, if you just want to own the stock, actually, I don't know if it was the factory, but someone said, like, if you just want to own the stock of Zed Run, then a Genesis horse is just the stock. Right. It's like the blue chip of this of. Yeah, basically. And I think a Nakamoto is probably going to maybe a Zabo, too. 
because there's zabos are weird like there's as many zabos as nakamoto's Mm -hmm. people don't know that (laughs) i think nakamoto's might run faster than zabos don't don't be mad but i think zabos are good breeders i really think they make good breeders so i think the zabo nakamoto finnies i'm putting out are gonna be monsters yeah yeah and then, yeah really main difference just might be the head bob like nakamoto's go left to right zabos go what up and down zabos have like the big like booty shake too. Okay. you notice that uh-uh. what is that uh-uh. like... <laughs> i swear they don't like they don't run straight like they like <laughs> you gotta look at that a little twerking time. i think the zabos twerk <laughs> do you got any questions for me i mean What's your main thing? Like, what's your, is it content creation? I don't know much about your history, your background. What got you into it? Um, What got me into Zed Run? Yeah, yeah. The whole, like, the whole content creation too part. Uh, So, yeah. I mean, really, NFTs. Like, if you go back, I started my YouTube channel around Top Shot, just opening Top Shot packs. I was super intrigued by just digital assets and ownership. And then I uh, found Zed Run, and then it just takes that to the next level because Top Shot, they're all within their own marketplace, and there's really, like, no utility. But then when you find a Zed Run horse, you're like, oh, I can make a bunch of money racing this horse, breeding this horse. If I buy a male, I can get passive income by studying him. So, like, my whole thing is passive income. I'm trying to get financial freedom. So I was like, let me document this journey. I'll do it on YouTube. And, I mean, just... uh. I don't know. I was always um like nervous or scared. I would always like had a fear of like my friends judging me or something like that. So uh I was just like, I don't know. Eventually you get over it and I was like, I just want to this is what I want to do. I don't care if someone judges me or laughs at me or whatever. So started making content, started documenting Top Shot, found Zed Run, bought diamonds, my first Yeah, OpenC. what a good horse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so fucking first horse like top top five z2 yeah and uh it's just a funny story like i have arbitrage arbitrage i get an offer on my horse the next day it's like for three ethereum i'm like i bought this for 1.1 yesterday i saw i looked at it i looked at the history before we got <laughs> together i was like i want to see how much you pay for this horse so i actually looked because mm-hmm. i was like this is a really good what is he what are you doing over here you know mm-hmm. before we, so we talk so yeah tell me about the story about this horse yeah. you guys go look it up d-i-a-m-o-d-z yep diamonds with a z check him out yeah okay mm-hmm. go ahead so yeah cool. i just i was uh just looking I mean, I, I found Zed Run. I found Al Smizzle. I went on Zed Run and I was doing my research. And when you hit the learn page, this is what like stuck out to me the most is the first thing you see is Nakamoto. It says most rare, best bloodline, most pure, like best at maybe breeding. So I was like, okay, I'm definitely going for a Nakamoto. Let me go see what type of Nakamoto. I found like, okay, Z1 Genesis is, are like the main staple best asset in this game okay how do you make a z2 oh you can only make a z2 by two z1s so i was like all right i want to buy an unnamed unraced horse and just kind of take my shot so i bought diamonds raced him it was amazing i was so gonna lucky. i was gonna buy sluz bucket but i didn't i didn't like the name Ooh. Mm-hmm. i yeah i bought some really horrible named horses that are some of my best runners at a discount because the person messed up the name so bad yeah. <laughs> like that's gonna be my breeder <laughs> god they're so bad <laughs> do you want to see them uh or do you want to see zed allow players to change the name no no never never 
So if you got like Jew Boy, because uh, I think Upper Moon Racing has Jew Boy, like he's just, he's stuck. I have one named Big Pussy. <laughs> like, is it? Is the... I didn't name it. I bought it off OpenSea. It's a good horse. <laughs> Are the S's like dollar signs or something? No, they're, no, it's just put Pussy in Haku. There's like 20 Pussy horses. And they let they let people do this. Maybe it's Australia. Pussy means something different. Yeah, me, probably just means like cat or something. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Well, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> where can people where can people contact you and catch your content at? Hey, so a bot lady on Twitch, uh, bot lady four on Twitter, bot dot lady on Instagram. I have a link tree, which basically has everything on there. I have a YouTube channel. Been putting out content for five years. Wow. Yeah, maybe it's six now. I don't remember. It's a long time. And as far as like I, what you were saying about, you know, what people think about you, I think a lot of people let that limit their potential. And I'm glad that you decided not to. And I have to say that I really think you ask thoughtful questions and I can tell you really care. And that's why I came on the show. And I hope you keep at it. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. And um you you give a lot of good beginner advice and just the way that you look at Zed as a business. I just had to have you on so other people could learn from you. So thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I can't wait. To, I just want to grow the community and have fun. To, I want to I want to stream and have fun together. Like that's what it's all about. And we have to support the content creators. You guys go out there, like their posts, like their videos, comment, tell them you love them, tell them to keep doing it because trust me, when people don't like what we're doing, they have no problem telling us that. Yeah, 100%, <laughs> especially on social media, right? You have to really develop a thick skin, take the feedback and, you know, whatever feedback resonates with you and you want to change, do. And if it doesn't, don't, because you can't make everybody happy. And at the end of the day, if like you're doing things you feel good about, like that's what's really important. If you can sleep at night, you know, because you're like, hey, I... I am making good content. I'm I'm trying to help people. Like you can't help everybody. You just you just have to do your very best. You can't like take the world on, you know. It's one person at a time. We make relationships and friendships and um, you know, grow grow really slowly. I, I actually like growing really slowly because I get to know the people um that come and hang out in my stream. So come check it out. Noon noon to three on Friday, maybe I may be starting at one this Friday. And then Saturday nights, I play poker and we do slots. And I'm going to start adding Zed more Zed content starting in January. Okay, I'm going to have to hit you up for some poker tips because uh, I'm not the best. You know, um, I play a lot more slots and poker. My poker game is like a $3 buy in. It's really fun. It's like a casual game. Like we just talk about I like to talk shit. Don't come to my stream if you don't like that because you probably will hate me because I will roast your ass. So I'm just saying, like, right now. <laughs> it's all love. It's all love. I mean, I just, nah, yeah, well, no, not on the poker table. <laughs> no, we just have fun, for real. Like, it's just fun. It's casual. It's not, like, super serious high stakes. Like, I like beginner players because they they don't forget it's fun, you know? Right. And that's what we're here for. So. Exactly. Thank you Thank so you much. Thank you again. Thank you, everybody in chat. Bye. You have a good day. Keep playing. Bye, guys. See you soon. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You too. Keep at it. See you again soon. Bye.